What's going on guys? This is O'Day Osborne, the Jamaican sensation UFC flyweight, and I'm here with your man Nas Sadikov coming off of a big win. Ooh, let's go. Ooh, my man, look, Chase is on it. Chase is on it with the claps. Appreciate the applause, Chase. Thank Bro, you. Bro, I'm going hard back here. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so Nas, not only did you come off of a big win on your debut, but you got a bonus. Tell me, that has to feel good, like, when you get a bonus to your first fight, not having to worry about certain things that, you know, fighters have to worry about all the time. So how's that, how's that, how does that uh, feel now versus before the, the bonus? Oh, it's crazy how you get to the UFC and one fight can change everything. <laughs> so does it feel good? It feels amazing. It feels amazing because now this is the first time in my life where I just completely get to focus on training. Yeah. Um, so the best, like the best version of me is only going to come now. That's so awesome. I'm excited man. for that. I'm so yeah. excited for that. The, mm -hmm. the, the most amount of work I'm going to be able to put in without being tired from having to do something else. That's only coming up now. This this late into my life. Well, I I call I call it late, but yeah, yeah. It's it, I'm definitely looking forward to that. For sure. And how old are you? I'm 28. Oh yeah, it's not late at all, man. It is not late at all. You are at the pri You're not even priming. You're just starting to prime out, man. Just wait. Just wait. When you get to like 33, you're gonna be like, man, I can't believe I thought 28 was late. Oh my goodness. The, like I, I just it's just at. 12, I thought I was going to take the world over by 18, <laughs> yeah. but it didn't work out. So we're 28, I'm doing all right, you know? Bro, who are you telling? I swear, I talk about that all the time. When you're younger, you feel like you can step in front of a moving car and, and like, just obliterate the car with your legs. Straight up. Un, like, it's, it's crazy when you're younger, the, you know, the imaginations and the dreams that you have and the aspirations. And when you get older, you're like, okay, I got to put in a lot of sacrifice and a lot of work to make this happen, man. And you did, man. That fight was incredible. Both of you guys got a bonus for that, which was well-deserved, man. That was a war. Chase, you got uh, uh, any footage or pictures from that? Yes, sir. There we go. Look at it. Man, he's going hard. Yeah, that, 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 was, that was, I think, in my opinion, the uh, the course that changed. like Because it was like back and forth, back and forth. And when you hit that, that head kick, it was like, boom! I was like, "Yep, he just took it over right there." The one in the in the third round. Yes. Yeah. Yes, you took that over with that man. It was I was trying to kick a cut. That 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 was after the knee. I cut him open with the knee, yeah. and as soon as his head popped up, I mm. saw the cut, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm gonna work on that." Because it was a close fight. Yeah. So I I didn't feel myself losing round two. Apparently, apparently the the, the judges gave it both rounds to him. Which really? Is, which is crazy. Yeah. I I look back at the fight with Ray. Yeah. At least three, four times together, and then I watched it by myself more, and I just, I can't give him the second round. I because can't either. I, yeah, I just, I pressured him. I, I, I yeah. walked him down. Even when he put me on my butt in the first, why I, I, I'm I okay with the judges saying that he won the, the first round even is because he put me on my butt. He floored me. Yeah. But I floored him too, and yep. that, for some reason. You should that, neutralize it. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, I, 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 I didn't floor him, but I, it was a right hook around yeah, yeah, the yeah. ear, and uh -huh. he, he took a knee. He gets up, and then I throw a head kick, a left head kick, and that buckled him. But I guess that wasn't the same effect as, as him dropping me with the overhand right. Like, my head bobs back, and I sit on my butt. But I got up right after, yeah. walked forward, and, and and went right back to work. Yeah, you know? man. So, and, that's, and that's what it takes, honestly. If you, you saw last week with Davey Grant, I don't know if you saw that fight when uh, Davey fought um, a Sun Sao. Yes, know? I did. Oh, yes, my did. goodness. Like... 
it's crazy how you always have to fight. There's never an opportunity or a moment in there where you don't have to fight. You know what I'm saying? Because the minute you say like, okay, I have this fight or I don't have this fight, the course of the fight can change so fast. Like I had Davey, you know, honestly, I thought he won one of the rounds, but I had him down two rounds to none because of, I was thinking like how the judges would think, you know what I'm saying? Because Asun Sao did get the takedown in the first. I was like, okay, so he's down two rounds to none. And then boom, he hits that, you know, that spinning back fist. And you know what I mean? Same with your fight, man. I had you, I had it 1-1 only because of the takedown, uh, the, the drop. You know what I'm saying? I had it 1-1 and I'm like, third round is going to seal it. And I thought you were winning that third round. And either way, you would have won the fight. Whether, you know what I'm saying, whether they stopped it or not. But I'm glad you got the stoppage because you got the bonus. Not only that, but it's so difficult sometimes, man, when you watch fights. Um, I saw Saeed uh, fight this weekend, and I, th I thought it was like a close fight. But all three judges scored it as unanimous. I don't know, man. I We've been seeing some decisions that don't make too much sense you know yeah as of late in like the last year i've never seen so much decisions like there's a different agenda with these judges nowadays you know yeah and uh, you really got to seal the deal that's and for me that third round that was my fourth third round finish so literally half my half my wins are in the third round so i'm a i i definitely push and i yeah, actually man. can't wait to five uh, fight five rounds yeah I, and you're I, I no, absolutely know I'm, I'm a five-round fighter, and I, I can't wait to fight five rounds. That's going to work in my favor 10 out of 10 times. Yeah, and you're a dog in there, too. I love I love how you fight, man. Thank you, you bro. Likewise. likewise. I love it, Congratulations man. to you as oh. well. You fought the weekend after, bro. <laughs> yeah, Don't thank act you, humble. <laughs> Let's go, man. Congratulations. Bro, we we got to get it, man. We got to get it because, dude, it was crazy. Three months before that fight, you were literally, I took you to the PI, and, you know, the look that you had on your face when you looked around, you were just like, yeah. I'm gonna be here. I'm gonna be here, man. I'm fighting on contender series. You even told the girl at the at the register uh, that was checking out your food. You didn't even know if you were gonna contract. Or that not. was May. That was May. Was it May? Yeah, that wasn't that. So I saw you in December. That was three months oh, ago. Was, before, okay. before this fight. Yeah. But what you're talking about was in, back in May. That was back in May, man. I remember you telling that the girl. My, you took. That was my first time in the PI. You yeah, took, man. That was my first trip in the PI. Thanks yeah, to you. Yeah, man. It was great. You told that. You told the, the cashier. You're like you're like you're gonna see me around, man. I'm a, I'm gonna get on contender series and I'm gonna get a go. contract. And you 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 said it and it happened. I was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. Manifestation that was so dope. Fine, man. <laughs> that was so dope, man. So what's next for you? Um, are you gonna be doing your camps in in New York or Las Vegas or what's what's next for you? Uh, New York is always gonna be like home turf. Yeah. But, uh, I do like what uh Aljo and Mirab do. My teammates, they mm -hmm. they find they they're in both pretty much. Yeah. And that's what I I it's it's a sin not to take advantage of the PI. Agreed. You know? Like if I was an overseas fighter, like if I trained in in Russia, Azerbaijan, or something mm -hmm. like that, that that would make sense that I can't come over to the PI. But I'm a five hour flight away. It's absolutely no reason to not come over here, do yeah. weeks, months here at a time or whatever it may be. And I like Las Vegas a lot too. Las <laughs> Vegas is a really cool, uh, really cool city. So yeah, yeah, man, you, I'll definitely be here more. Mm -hmm. And now I'm able to do so. So you'll definitely be seeing me in, uh, in the PI more often. Most definitely, man. And I do love Las Vegas because it's such an infant city. When I, when I say that, I mean like, it's actually very, it's up and coming and developing. Everybody's moving here. You know, you have the Raiders just moved here. Man, there's a, a, a fight league called um, Combat League that's coming here. There's so many things coming here. I have, like, the neighborhood I live in, when I first moved into that neighborhood, there were no houses around in the vicinity. There's probably, like, two other neighborhoods. Now, within the last year, 
they've built six other neighborhoods right around where I live. Just like, like they're building stuff out here so fast. Like Vegas is such a, a booming place. And surprisingly, the cost of living here is not that bad. I thought it would be like crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, because it's so close to California. But the, the cost of living here is not as bad. Like if you don't, you know, I'm not counting the strip or anything like that. But uh, the cost of living here is not that bad. And uh, they don't, there's no state tax here, which surprised me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, I, I'll, I'll definitely move here. I mean, the city is being built before our very eyes. It's not like, yeah, the, the like California is, you know, hundreds of years old. Yeah. Uh, New York, same thing. But uh, Vegas is is literally being built today. Like if you mm. look around, if you anywhere you drive, yep. you'll see construction. Yeah. So that's that's the thing about Vegas. It's like a developing city, like you said. So I think in the next five years, we won't even recognize the city. I they're, agree. They're gonna build so much stuff. I this, agree. This city has so much potential, and I feel like the the time is now to capitalize. Yeah. So that's another thing for me. Like I I would like to capitalize on being in Vegas and like making it uh, one of my homes. Most definitely, man. Yeah, in, in, in the near future. Have you seen that uh, that uh, sphere they're building? Chase, do you know what that's called? That's, oh, oh, yeah. with the, the concert thing? It's like a... I just drove by yesterday. It, the sphere, it's like a sphere, and so you literally can be outer space. There's, I don't even know how many uh, videos or... I don't know much. I, I bet Chase... So, it's uh, uh, built by the same people who made uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I think it literally is called the Madison Square Garden Sphere. Yeah. And uh, so pretty much the entire sphere is going to, I think, be a, a 10 to 20,000 uh, seat venue. Uh, the entire dome is uh, a screen so that they can That's put cool. anything up on it so you could be yeah. basically outside without being outside kind of yeah. thing. It's going to be, I think, exclusively a music venue. So that's going to be killer. Yeah. Killer for Vegas. And some of the stuff I was seeing, they were having like, you know, you were kind of in the safari and there was, a, there was another image I saw where it was like you were out of space. And like I said, all the, the whole stadium is filled with screens going all the way around. So imagine an adventure like that where they could take you through like the jungle and outer space or underwater. And, you know, they have the craziest sound system that they're, they're developing that's going to be like directed towards you and you'll, you'll be able to feel the vibration man i can't wait what is it about these uh desert cities like dubai and las <laughs> vegas where they put like the craziest technology it's not even out to the rest of the world it's yet. it's wild man it's wild well i feel like you so, ever looked into dubai i've always wanted to go to dubai dubai is crazy like so, like my friends from dubai yeah. will send me some some like video of like some some like stuff yeah. that like you know you think you would think this is some stuff from the future or yeah something like that, you know? I've, I've always wanted to go to dubai man i feel like Back in the day, people were like, you know what? There's too many rules in this town. Let's go out into the desert, bring some people and go camping, and then we'll just like gamble and do whatever we want. And they started, you know, just doing that over and over again. And then more people started coming along and they're like, you know what? Let's just set up like a couple tents permanently. And then they were like, you know what? Let's build like one little house that we can come to or a vacation spot in Vegas where we can do whatever we want. And then all of a sudden it was another thing, another building, another building. All of a sudden it's just becoming, yeah. you know what I mean? They're like, all right, all right, we need to start adding some banks and some schools. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like that's probably what they did in Dubai, man. They're like, all right, we got all this money, but there's all these rules around us that pro uh, prohibit, prohibit us from doing X, Y, and Z. Let's just build a super city on the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, if you have all that money, like, come on, man. You, you'd be like, all right, let's do it. 
Honestly, when you're born into that kind of money, I don't yeah. know. I I don't know what that's like. I don't know either, man. I, I I wouldn't know how I would act. You know. Yeah. Like it's definitely different making money instead of like being born into crazy amounts of crazy wealth. You know. <sighs> Dubai is known for wealth too. That's like the one place. Anytime you hear, you can't say Dubai without saying Ferrari. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> for straight real. Up. If you listen to some 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 of the people that live there, like the millions millionaires and stuff, they. Like you can have a, a pile of cash on yeah. your lap and you fall asleep in the street. Like you're not gonna get robbed. Like That's in the wild. states, you would get. You're not yeah. gonna get robbed because everybody there is rich. Nobody yeah. really cares that you have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, like that. that's like like petty change. Yeah, yeah. Man, I definitely want to take a trip out there. You've been out there? No, no. But okay. I, I'd like to even fight there. No, where, where did they do the Abu show? Dhabi? Abu Dhabi. Yeah. But Dubai is right there, yep. like an hour or two yep. away. So that's awesome. So uh, tell me about <clears throat> where you were born and raised. So I was born in Russia, mm -hmm. but I uh, what part? I, uh, I was born in Moscow. Okay, but I am I was born into an Azerbaijani family. My my family is from Baku, Azerbaijan. So like my entire bloodline is from Baku, Azerbaijan, mm -hmm. which is uh, what I represent in the UFC. I represent Azerbaijan, mm -hmm. and uh, I I moved to the to Brooklyn. Yeah. Where? How old? Uh, I was six. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you know a thing <laughs> or two about Brooklyn. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've I've been in Brooklyn since, mm -hmm. and this is pretty much like the first time I'm really uh, going other places where I'm like seeing potential home, like a, a potential home in these places. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man, six years old, moved to the states, and been in Brooklyn ever since. Yeah, bro. So what's that like? Um, do you remember a lot of being in Russia? And how you felt when you moved here? Like, what's because I remember how I felt when I moved to Brooklyn. I know you you were probably there when the World Trade Center happened, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it was weird. It, I was. I remember I was like in school. Mm. I didn't even. I don't remember when I learned English, but I didn't even speak English like that. But I just remember this crazy, uh, crazy day, crazy event, crazy happening. Like you would look outside of your school window, the cafeteria and window. Everything was going. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like <laughs> smoke in the air in the distance from like buildings in the city. Yeah, man, that was wild for me. I remember it like it was yesterday. I was nine years old. I had came to the states only two months prior, two months before that happened, and I'm in. I'm sitting in class, and you know what I mean. The teachers just like turn on the TV, you know, and because everyone's like, turn on the news, turn on the news, something crazy happened. And all of a sudden, one parent would come pick up a student, another parent would come pick up a student. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, something crazy is happening. And I have no, and you know, they're not really telling us anything. They're just like, the teachers are freaking out. You can, you can see the panic. But I really was, I was kind of calm because, man, you know, when you're, when you're from Russia or you're from Kingston, Jamaica, it's like, you know, you have chaos kind of always around you, you know what I mean? So, not saying that, you know, you came from a chaotic place. I was just saying uh, you're used to more, you know. So I wasn't really, I was kind of calm. And then I got home and then I found out more about what happened, you know. But uh, tell me about how you felt when you, when you moved here a little bit. I can't, I can't really, mm -hmm. I can't put uh, em, like an emotion on yeah. how I felt. I, I, I didn't really like understand like, yeah. uh, too much of where we are. I knew that we moved. Mm. I knew I, I was just being told by my parents like this is your new home, you're going to go. And then there was a school across the street and yeah. we would look out the window with my dad and he'd be like uh you're going to be going to school with those kids soon. Are you mm. ready this and that? And Did I was you like speak English? 
No, I didn't speak English for a while, but I did catch on. Like, obviously now, like, yeah. I speak with zero. I speak with even in a Brooklyn accent. So, like, yeah. I, I don't even speak. Uh, I, I When I learned English, I learned it well. Uh -huh. But I do remember not knowing English. And I remember having to fight in school. Uh -huh. Like, I fought a few kids trying to make fun of me. And, like, mm -hmm. it was, like being an immigrant is a weird experience. Like, it, it is. is something that you feel yeah. for the rest of your life, pretty much. Yeah. Not that I walk around angry or anything, you know? Like, I... I I live in America. I love America, but yeah. it's like it's just you. You remember like a distinct yes. difference from when you just moved here to now. No, I agree, and you know, people made sure to make you know that you're an immigrant for sure. Because I remember feeling at a young age, like I said, I, I love America as well, man. I it's one of the greatest countries in the world. I you know I love this place, but I remember feeling as a kid when I moved here, I was like, man, I wish I was American because you know I I felt like you know, I felt like I was an immigrant and people treated me like an immigrant because I, you know, I had a strong Jamaican accent. It was deep. And, you know, people would kind of like be like, what? What are you, what are you talking? You know what I'm saying? They would like talk to me differently. And so, you know, I remember watching like American movies when I was, when I was in Jamaica, you know, like I remember watching like the Cosby show and Disney and stuff like that and being like, man, like it looks amazing there. You know, and then when I come here, I didn't feel amazing. I felt like I was like, oh, man, people are like, you know, kind of make fun of you. And you're just like, oh, man, OK, it's not like what I thought I was on TV, but I still enjoyed it. And, you know, it was hard. And I know you probably experienced a lot of the same stuff, you know, growing up and uh, different culture shocks, different people having to learn new language. I'm, I'm, I was just talking about that the other day to somebody. That's something I, I didn't have to experience is learning a new language. And that probably was difficult for you. Yeah, you know, it's weird, uh, like the kids f getting into fights, like I understand, it was just like frustrating for me not to know English, and it was frustrating for them to always have to like, like explain to me in like sign language or something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but Brooklyn is a city of immigrants, like for somebody like my mother, for example, she's, she speaks speaks english but she never really got out of like she like there's still so many like uh yeah not there's so many nations uh from former soviet union that yeah. live in brooklyn so like for my parents it was comfortable for me the weirdest part for me was not getting into the fights with the kids it was like adults yeah. like my teacher made me feel weird on purpose <laughs> yeah. and i would be in a park and then like this lady i, I remember this crystal clear i was like playing with this kid i get into a fight with him mm -hmm. and we're like arguing and i'm like mumbling something to him because I, I didn't speak english and then i remember the 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 woman's words though like i remember her telling me uh you're not from here mm. you'll get sent back like she's saying things that you just don't say to a kid yeah but like these uh, these adults like at the time they didn't hold back to, to no. let me know they reminded me like you're, you're an immigrant here yeah man you know? they do not I what's funny is she said it in an accent i don't remember where she was from but uh -huh. she was talking in an accent too i remember that's interesting yeah that's so interesting yeah. i remember we had an ice cream party and it was outside and uh the teacher gave me an ice cream cone and gave this other girl an ice cream cone and the girl had to use the bathroom and she asked me to hold her ice cream cone. And I was like, okay. So I held her ice cream cone. You know, so I'm holding my ice cream cone and her ice cream cone. And her ice cream cone, her ice cream falls off her cone. And like, it falls on the ground. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know, I feel terrible. Here I am like, oh man, like I just ruined this girl's ice cream. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thinking, okay, well, hopefully she'll be able to get a new ice cream or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The teacher takes my ice cream and gives it to her. 
And it's like, you have to do without an ice cream because, you know, you dropped her ice cream on the floor. Wow. Yeah. These people are dark. What's with these teachers? <laughs> you know what my teacher did? I remember this. This is like second grade, I think. This is the, I, I got here around second grade or first yeah. grade, second grade, or towards the end of first grade, going into second grade, something like that. I got yeah. left back, by the way, too. Because Me, too. Of, because of not knowing English. There you go. But immigrant, immigrant shit, you know? Me, too. But uh, I remember uh, her, uh, like, the class stopped. Like, she stopped the class. Yeah. I don't remember the dialogue, but I remember this. She said... If you want to be friends with Nazim, raise your hand. Oh, Nobody no. Nobody raised their hand. No. And she's like, you see that, Nazim? Nobody wants to be your friend. What? And then there was something after that. But I remember those words specifically. No. Those words haunt me to this day, man. No. Yeah, those Damn. crazy. They're savages. If my no. dad was around, oh. if my dad or if my parents were around, yeah. they would have they would have caused chaos. But. Man. And that probably like stuck with you like deeply internally. You know what I'm saying? Because part of the reason why I'm you know, such a, a force when it comes to fighting. I'm not like, you know, uh, and on, on paper, I'm not the best fighter right now. You know what I'm saying? But I will be. And I'm going to, will be, I'm, and I'm saying that right now, but I remember that feeling, you know, as a kid, like wanting to be, you know, um, I wanted, I wanted attention, you know what I'm saying? Cause I wasn't, I wasn't getting, you know, the attention in school and stuff like that. And I wasn't getting attention from like elsewhere, you know, family members, uh, my mom was the only person that really gave me like the attention that I, I that I needed. You know what I'm saying? But I wasn't getting um, attention from you know even family members that I was staying with because my mom was here in the states working to build a, a better life for me to bring me up to these to the states. You know, and I remember that feeling like man, I was like man, someday, someday I'm gonna show people that I'm worth I'm worth it. You know what I mean? And I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna be great so that people will love me. You know, I remember that feeling. There's definitely a chip on your shoulder. Bro, I re oh, I remember that feeling. But the downside to that is, you know, at times sometimes, you know, uh some of that those insecurities will come out from, you know, I've recognized it in my past where, you know, I've dated people that I shouldn't have maybe because, you know, that the certain insecurities from a child, you know, was arise in my in my uh, adult years. You really gotta f fight to mold that the other way. You really got. It's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. And I don't, people don't understand that. Yeah. It's a lot of work to remold yourself and all 100. the things. Because when you when you're a kid, mm. I not a psychologist, but when you're a kid, those things do stick with you forever and they mold you yeah. as an adult. And not that I walk around with some sort of like anger or something from a comment made in my yeah. childhood. I I'm way beyond right, yeah. that, but. Still, like, there was moments where they mm -hmm. did hurt, you know? It, it never felt... It doesn't feel good at any age to be singled out like that <clears> and be told, like, yo, nobody wants to be your friend, you <laughs> Man, know? Man, of course. And not just that, but that's how your, your subconscious works, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know all the shit that affected me and, what, and how it affects me now, but I have an idea, you know what I'm saying? But subconsciously, we, we, can, we can do certain things in our life now because... You know, we have grown past that. But some of the things we haven't, you know what I mean? But we sometimes haven't been able to, like, recognize why we do certain things. A lot of that's from our childhood, you know, that just stuck with us. It's funny because now, like, uh, I represent Azerbaijan. Like, that's mm -hmm. the flag that I walk out on. It's like I don't represent New York or something like that. Yeah. It's just we're not allowed to walk out with flags. Yeah. We have to decide what country we represent on, yep. the, on, the, on the screen when, they, when they're displaying yeah. the name and stuff. So now it's like I, I read a couple comments and it's like, yo, 
this guy speaks great English, this and that. He, he, he's, he came to America, he's, and, and he thinks about Azerbaijan so much. If you love Azerbaijan so much, why don't you go back? It's like, to hell? Yeah, like, man. My dude, like, growing up, it was like, I was reminded constantly, like, yeah. you're an immigrant here. Yeah. You're not, you're, you're like, singling, singled mm -hmm. out. You're an immigrant here. Now, I'm at this stage. Mm -hmm. Years later, now it's like, oh, well, if you don't like it here, go back. You know, it's like you can never win. Yeah, you I get never it, win. man. I get it. And that's why I don't really, I've gotten to the point now where I don't even care anymore. Like, I probably my first, second, third, fourth-ish fights in the UFC, I, I, I definitely cared about all the things that people would say, man. People would go crazy and just say the craziest stuff. You know what I'm saying? By, I got, by the time I got to, like, deep into my fourth, fifth, sixth fight, I, man, I read the comments now and... You know, if I want to be funny, I'll, like, I'll say something funny and goofy back. But a lot of times, people online just want to be recognized. So they'll say mean things because they want you to say something back so they can feel recognition or they want to be funny. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the internet is a weird place. It is. When I say when I say what I say about that, it's like I read a comment and it's like it, I'm more confused. Mm -hmm. Not really that it bothers me or something. I don't care about the internet. I'm not really a social media guy anyway. I'm, I, I like to be low-key. I like to keep yeah. to myself. Yeah. So the, the point I'm trying to make is, though, the internet is it, it's a weird place because somebody you would never speak to or have anything in common with in mm -hmm. real life, now they have a voice and they get to tell you their unexpert or their bullshit opinion. <laughs> yeah. And like, now you have to read it because it's under your photo and in, 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 in the comments under Bruh. your photo. But it's like, I would never talk to this person and this person would never say this to my face. Yeah, man. So it, the internet is, it, it made the it made this generation, what is that quote by Tyson? You know what I'm talking about? The internet made people comfortable with talking shit and not uh, not getting punched in the face for it. So oh, yeah. punched in the mouth for it, something like that. Hey, yeah, all I know like is that. number one bullshit. That's what number <laughs> one bullshit. <laughs> Man, I just had this conversation with somebody the other day, you know, because I posted a video, a clip of me, like, hitting pads and stuff. And they were like, you should fight more with the high guard. And I was like, okay, I, uh, thank you, you know. I'm, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to do that now. I saw the comment. <laughs> I'm going to do it. That's how you're going to take Dude, it sometimes. Dude, it's crazy because, man, you have no idea. I'm like, you have no idea how much work I put in to get to where I'm at and to do what I do. And for you, who not even close to where I am, to, to literally tell me what I should do and how I should fight is crazy to me. That's like me walking into a hospital and being like, yo, hey, doctor, I don't think you're doing, I don't think you know what you're doing, man. I think you should... Uh, Switch out that syringe and <laughs> Same, use a exactly, straw. Exactly. Use a straw, it's man. Like that's the syringe. audacity, you know? And it's, it just, it makes no sense because it's like, you're the fighter. You worked all your life for yeah. this. You went through so... I, I know that I, every fighter can relate to the... the, to the we, we all have a similar path in that we all, we all go through being broke. We all yep. go through heartbreak. We yep. all go through tough uh, times, injuries, yep. self-doubt, all this yep. stuff. We go through all the same qualities and... We, we, we're all molded in the same way. Some people mm -hmm. are just, you know, stronger willed than others, but we're all molded in the same way. And here is this this guy who is who's scared of his own shadow telling me that I'm like <laughs> this and like this and like that, sitting in his basement typing to me that I'm that I'm scared or I was I'm losing or I'm not good at this or I'm not good at that. It just yeah. makes no sense. It bro. makes no sense. The internet now makes zero sense, man. It's just a bunch of people. I like the memes though. I'm here Dude, for the memes. I am here for the memes, man. Hey. I don't care. I think the, the UFC has the greatest sports memes. Like, 
greatest sports memes. Better than football, better than baseball, better than basketball. Yes. The UFC memes are, they reign superior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they yeah. reign superior. But you said something that I want to touch on. Uh, when you talked about people being like, oh, you know, I have depression, I have anxiety and stuff like that. And, you know, they kind of, you know, use it as a crutch to um, not achieve the things they want to achieve. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, those things are real and true. But, you know, a lot of the times they have, they have to recognize we all have depression. We all have anxiety. You know, I, I shit, I am mentally, I don't even know. Sometimes I'm just like, man, I am fucked up, you know? But well, I woke up this morning not feeling it. Yeah. You know, I just woke up this <clears throat> morning and it was just, just naturally just had a sad state of a state of mm -hmm. being. But it's like, if you, that just one day, you can e easily take that and run with it and turn, turn yeah. it into like a clinically like depressed like depression state you yes know? you don't have to go there that's all i'm saying you're, 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 everybody's in 100 percent control of 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 their emotion and, 100%. And, and and that aspect i think yes and like my point <clears throat> my point was you know we we all have depression and anxiety we just need to know how to combat it with certain things so something i do and you guys can probably do the same thing if you want but something i do in the morning is at least I try, you know, I keep a notebook and I, and I write, you know, I, I talk to God first and I write down uh, certain things I want to say to him. Um, mainly because when I write, I feel like it's more personal than when I think, you know what I'm saying? Just, that's just me. But something I do is I, I just like, thank God for the things that I'm grateful for. You know, I think about the things that I'm grateful for. Uh, I'm healthy. I'm young. You know, I fight for the greatest fight league in the world, um, making my dreams come true, certain things like that. I just, you know, I, and what that does for me, it just makes me start my day in a positive way. You Talking know to saying? God is power. Oh Talking man, is it is power. so amazing. Talking to God is power. And if more people did it, more people would be able to control where their state of mind is. hundred percent. Sit down, talk to him. I don't know. I'm Muslim. You're probably another, whatever religion you are. I am. Uh, sit down. Talk to him once, twice, multiple times a day, however, whatever you need, however much you need to do it. And just ask for the strength to endure yeah. this difficult journey. It's not easy for anybody. Yeah, you know? no, for real. It's not easy for anybody. Everybody's going to go through trials and tribulations. Agreed. I think the depression thing where you're like, where you become clinically depressed, mm -hmm. I think people drive themselves to yes, it. I think a lot of people are comfortable with yes. it. I think a lot of people want to be there. Well, they get caught in the snare of society. You know, it's a societal traps that you know, they constantly set for you that you're not good enough. You shouldn't be loved. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you sometimes feel that way because social media, for example, if you're a woman, all you see, <clears throat> all you see as a woman on social media is other women that, you know, put like, you know, uh, boob jobs and they get their ass done and, you know, they look good. You know what I mean? Like, they look good. There's a lot of, there's a lot of women on social media look good. Am I for like the fake, the fake stuff on social media? No, I'm not for it. But a lot of women look good. My point is, um, women who are natural then feel like, oh man, like that woman looks good. I need to get what I she has. I hope all the natural queens out there. Yeah. I hope they don't feel that way because... Mm. I just understand that natural is still in. It's I love it, man. And but the thing about it, it's the sad thing about it is they do feel like that. You know, women feel like they have to compete with other women that they, you know, a lot of times. I've talked to uh, a lot of women that that tell, they express their feelings to me. You know what I mean? And and it, do, it definitely doesn't help when they see a lot of like 
the fake stuff online, they feel like, okay, I need to do that because they're doing it. You know what I mean? Um, but I think <clears throat> it's like automatic. I it think, is. You know what's crazy? Some of them are like even like 15 and mm -hmm. they can't wait to turn 18 to do yes. OnlyFans and to get their boob jobs yes. and their butt jobs and all yes. that stuff. It's crazy. It's, it's wild. Crazy. It's like it, it, it the... And it's happening like now. Like yeah. this wasn't like this even 15 years ago. No, this is now. This is like in real right. time. Yes, and it, it's it's it feels like it's getting worse and worse to the point where like like what can a 19 year old girl with four million followers like what is going through her mind? There's like, there's just, no there's no such thing as adversity or losing or no. like breaking a bone or 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 like or losing a fight. There's none of that. Not even that. Everybody in the world wants to sleep with you and everybody <laughs> yeah. in the world is ready to give you ten thousand dollars just to be in a room with them. Not even that. Think about <clears throat> a 19 year old girl who has 10 million guys just looking at pictures of her ass. Like think about what you know, what that kind of effect, that kind of like just weird, just supernatural power, what, 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 what that, what's that doing to her? Like, just think about that's, that's like, if you think on a, on a psychological level, that can't be good at all. That can't be good at all. No, it's like a, it's a cheat code. It's like a shortcut, you know, it's yep. a shortcut to life really. Yeah. I mean, like think about how, how, what you went through, right? Just yeah. think for a second about your journey and you know, not that followers means anything, but like, what are you at? 15, 20? I'm at 15K. 15 yeah, 15, 5, yeah, 15, 15 point point 8 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, some shit like yeah. that. And it's like everything you've been through just to get to 15.8. <laughs> and like I said, followers doesn't mean anything, but you know that when somebody's yeah, 19 right. and they, they have 4 million followers yeah. and they didn't really, they, like, they didn't invent the iPhone or some shit. They, yeah. they, they just, they just hot. They just have a big ass and a big, and big tits and <laughs> yeah. four million followers. Just, it's, just it's, chilling. It's yeah. Like overnight, chilling. overnight. You know what I mean? I'm like putting out great content here at Sticky Paw Studio. Look at the studio. Like, right you know, here. doing great things. Like, dude, I was an educator, you know what I mean? Working in a school, teaching kids, like love that stuff. You know, I want to like help the world and. And you know, and some girl with a butt is on a yacht in Dubai. Bro, you're, bro. you're dreaming of going to Dubai, <laughs> man. For real, like I'm fighting my ass off, literally fighting literally. my ass off to make money, like you know, to make myself happy and to be comfortable. And and you know, some girl is just flashing her tits, like ah, I'm on a boat. Subscribe to my OnlyFans. <laughs> Making money hey. in sleep. All pie, you know what though? They're they're, shout, they're love, shout out to everybody, man. Yeah. They're working the system, man. <laughs> they're working the system. I'm them. telling you, man. They are working the system, but man, it's crazy. Like you said, how things just have changed because it was like social media. It's crazy. Social media used to be a thing where people say, like, you know what? Don't get a degree in communications because there's no work and no money in communications. Now. All the money is in communications. Yeah, like people up. aren't going to college as much anymore. You know what I'm saying? Back then, getting a business degree was the thing. Now, shit, people are, you know, looking up online social media and video blogs and shit like that and figuring out how they can make, you know, the angles look nice and the video and the background and, you know, how they can generate following. And some people pay like $3,000. You have no idea how many people hit me up online that asked me, they're like, hey, we'll give you um, a million or two million followers for three grand. We have, we own a company and we, you know, blast your stuff through them and they blast your stuff. And you know what I mean? I'm like, no, I don't want bot fans. I want real fans. I want fans that's for like, real. yo, this guy is dope. 
I'm trying to follow him. I love what he does. I love that he wants to help people. I love that he loves children. You know what I'm saying? I, I love his, his, his vibe. You know, I love who he is. I know he's not perfect, but I love him, man. And, I, and that's the kind of fans that I want. I don't want the bot fans that, you know, talk shit to you one day when you're losing. And then when you're winning, they're like, oh, man, dude, Ode Osborne, you're the best. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want the fans to be like, hey, man, I know you lost. Keep your head up. It's all right. I got you. Hey, dude, great win. That's awesome. Let's get yeah, the next. I guess it's just to buy followers in the past and stuff. Like, yo, grow your social media. Yeah. Make content. Make this. Maybe I'm like, for what? Right. For, you're gonna get attention, followers, likes, this and that. You're gonna be able to make. Okay, cool. But I mean, I'd rather get in the cage, yep. fight, become the best, become, yep. leave a, you know, create a legacy in this game. Yeah. And then let that body of work speak for itself. The hell you tell me to buy followers <laughs> and this and that. I'm not going to sit there and make TikTok videos and stuff. You know, it's just yeah. not me. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not a big social media guy. Never say never. I'll probably get into it if I have yeah. like some sort of a videographer and stuff. Like yeah. Aljo's killing it with uh, with that guy. But For sure. And uh, and you're great. You're great in front of the mic too. You know what I mean. Uh, so I can see you, you someday. Um, maybe I don't know, being a co commentator or co-host or whatever, man. Yeah, I hear you because know. <laughs> you're. You know what I'm saying. You're a great conversator and you're good in front of the mic. You know, you're vocal. So yeah, man. I think, you know, this could like something like this could be your thing. You know, only if you want it to be, of course. But I can also see you commentating on the side, talking. You know, sitting next to Laura Senko. You know what I'm saying? Because let's manifest that. Real quick. <laughs> I don't. I don't think education should stop though. I don't. Yeah. I, don't I don't think it's. Uh, I think it needs to be adjusted though. I agree. I think the world caught up to the fact that okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not a math major. Why am mm -hmm. I sitting here doing calculus, geometry, ABC, yes. algebra, this, this, and that? Learn. Give me the basic math and let's let's. I just feel like college needs to be a little more flexible to the modern day world. You know, I, that's why I didn't finish school. I started yeah. college. I never finished. And do I have a regret? No. But mm. do I? Would I go back in the future if I could find something that really fits me? I probably would. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go back in my thirties. You know. Yeah. You know what? Dude. Right now, I'm uh, right now. Like I'm, I'm dealing with real life shit. Like, yeah. I, I want to set up my life first. Mm -hmm. I want, I want there to be a house in the picture. I want yeah. there. I want my parents to have a house in the picture. Mm -hmm. I want like uh, you know streams of income or whatever. Be the best in the game. Uh -huh. uh, be 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 a high paid athlete. You know. Yep. So when those things are in order, then you can go into, you know, educating yourself on things mm -hmm. that you didn't know. You know, starting like a class from scratch on some like. Uh, there's not a lot of things that I I found interesting in college, but for for whatever mm -hmm. reason, anthropology always uh, I I always love anthropology. Dude, I love anthropology. I love psychology. Yeah. And English, actually, funny enough, we were immigrants in this country, came to the country, didn't know English. Yeah. And I I actually like aced every every English class from like junior high school on. Hey, I, I I I I, I got up. into like uh, uh -huh. uh, junior I think it was junior high school. Yeah, I got into my junior high school and high school. Yeah. Because I aced my uh, the English uh, part of like my tests. Look, man. You probably will end up going back to college. You know what I mean? I would like to. Um, dude, you're just like me. Honestly, I didn't finish college either. I went my first year, wrestled my first year, couldn't afford it. I was paying out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't afford it, so I dropped out. Um, but me dropping out led me to find MMA and get into MMA. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm grateful that that happened because it paved my way. Is that when you got into MMA? It was uh, during college. It was, yeah, right out, yep. It well, was, did you have a background in wrestling or anything? Yeah, I, so I started wrestling when I was 14. Um, ended up 
spending a lot of time in the off season, you know, because I was so competitive when I started my freshman year. I was getting beat a lot, and I hated that. This is New York. No, this is in Florida. Florida. Uh huh. So you moved around a little. I did. I moved around a lot. And 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 you moved to Brooklyn first. Yeah, Brooklyn. Big Jamaican community. I live in Flatbush. Dude, Flatbush is for all the Jamaicans. Yeah, yeah. Haitian, Jamaicans. There's like a big Jewish community, Russian community, Russian speaking community, former Soviet Union. Like it's a it's a mix. You know what's crazy? That's what I. That's one of the things I love about New York. It's one big melting pot of people. You know. Um, I still I believe there's more Jamaicans in New York than there are in Jamaica, because you, <laughs> yeah, you anywhere you, you go, go to Jamaica Queens, yo for real, there's a Jamaican Jamaica. restaurant on every block. Yeah man, man and uh, but yeah after that I moved to Long Island, went to Sag Harbor, lived in like uh, the Hamptons for a little bit. I actually got to experience that. You know we weren't we, had, we didn't have no money. We just like you know. Bro, how am I just meeting you now? We lived in this in all the same city. <laughs> you know? How am I just meeting you now, bro? That's crazy, man. Yeah, I I love Long Island though. I actually I actually liked Long Island better than I liked uh, Brooklyn because you know I feel like I had more autonomy to be outside and you know do things like being in the, be in the woods. Because in Jamaica, I was I was always in the woods. I Man, I love being in the woods. And in the city, there's not really any nature. You, you remember what, what part of Long Island it was? Uh, all over. So I lived in Sag Harbor. I lived in East Hampton. Uh, West Hampton, over by Riverhead, um, and that was about it, yeah. So I was like all over Long Island a little bit. Only place no. I didn't venture to was like Albany. Oh, that's uh, north, yeah. It's yeah. North, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not missing out. What about? <laughs> it's just South Canada. South I mean, Canada. New York for City real. and Long Island is what really only, matters. Right. The only two people I know from Albany are Algebane Sterling and. Hey, he's, he's a Long Islander. Yeah. He even talks like a Long Islander. Yeah, he's and, a New Yorker. And John Bellion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Aljo's a Long Islander. He's not. He's not an upstate guy. Yeah, I sure. believe it, man. I believe it. So uh, that that was like. Let's see. What what year were? What year was it when you were living in Long Island? Long Island. Well, I've been in and out of Long Island yeah. from like 2015. That's when. But that's actually when I started MMA. Okay. So basically, New York City. Yeah. Um, does not have uh, MMA schools where you can propel in an MMA. It's not a fighting city. Mm-hmm. It's a fight. It's a tough city. It's not a fighting city, as in professional athletes the quality of life the traffic uh, the locations even if you open up a sick gym it's very business oriented the rent is very expensive so the owners and the coaches and all this stuff and no quality like very like i don't want to offend i don't want to disrespect like the the coaches out there that are that are teaching but i'm but i'm saying when it comes to the ufc there aren't UFC quality coaches in New York City. I get what you're saying. The uh, bodies and stuff aren't there either, too, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't know anybody that's down to uh, uh, sit in 40-minute hour traffic, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. you, you cover 15 times the distance in yeah. Las Vegas in 15 minutes. Yo. And, you, and it'll take you, like, 40 minutes to do the same thing for half a mile. Yo. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's really bad. It's true. It's you, really bad. you can get anywhere in Las Vegas in 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, Everywhere you go is 15 minutes. Yeah. It's, I, it's actually crazy. I love it. That's, like, my favorite part about Las Vegas. Like, I can go anywhere in 15 minutes. I love it's that. So, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I get here, and that's, like, such a big thing. Because yeah. I'm not circling around looking for parking right. to get into my own. That's another New York City thing. People don't see these things, but yeah. these are all little things that add up. Yeah. And it's just stressful for a fighter. So I always <laughs> went to Long Island, and uh, I've been there in and out from 2015. I spent time in uh-huh. Oceanside. I spent time in Merrick. I spent time in... Uh, now Now I'm in uh, North Massapequa. Okay. And the gym is in Garden City. Yo. And, uh, and the other gym, Sarah's, is yeah. in Huntington, oh, which man. is the woods, actually. 
Dude, I wonder if we can go back in our life map if we somehow like cross paths somewhere. And <laughs> we definitely came into like a Dunkin' Donuts at the same time, <laughs> right? But we didn't That's know. That's crazy, man. That's really That's how life works, dude. Yeah, it really is, man. It really is. It's it's been a journey. You know what I'm saying? It's been such a journey, and I love this journey. You know, uh, it has its ups and it has its downs, and it's had its moments where I think, like, am I am I gonna make it to the UFC? You know what? I don't even want to be a champion anymore. I just want to make it to the UFC. That's how low my thought process got. You know what I mean? It got that rough where I was like, I always wanted to be a champion. You know what I mean? But it got so like low to where I was like, you know what? I'll settle for less and just make it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And you know, I got out of a bad situation, and then I was like, nah, fuck that. We being a champion today. You know, I was like, nope, we're not. We're not gonna just make it. We're gonna be a champion. And remember that little kid on the beach in Jamaica that said. He was gonna make people appreciate him. We're gonna we're gonna go back to doing that. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, it's funny you say that because like, I I used to train in New Jersey as well because I told you New York City didn't uh, have old. So I I yeah. would I would uh, I would have some friends that I would train with the Long Island. By the way, Marab was uh, one of them. He was we were on the mats together from like dating back to like 2015 because I used to train with some Georgians. No shit. And he, yeah, and he would drop in and get some wrestling rounds. We had yeah. some sparring rounds. But who he is today and what he did on Saturday, like uh, it's it's I'm so I'm so proud. Wow. I'm so happy for him. Wow. So proud. It, yes. it means so much to him and to see him go from like being in construction the whole day and then coming to the gym and training three four hours like the guy's really the, the way the he machine. fought is exactly who he has been for his lifestyle yeah so that brings me to my next point uh with the new jersey thing like i used to travel from brooklyn to new jersey because mm -hmm. there th that's where i found quality training at the time it was mm -hmm. marrakesh stuff like hey dojo great man great coach and uh, he led me through my amateur career opened the doors for me mm -hmm. and i would have to hop on the queue go to Times Square, that would take an hour, uh, hop on the New Jersey Transit, that would take an hour and 15, yeah. get off the side of the highway in, in God knows where in New Jersey, yeah. and then walk 15 minutes to the gym. So that's two and a half hours of travel. Does that make sense? Is that good? Or it's not. It's mm -hmm. terrible. Yeah. But I just had this dream, and I wasn't going to let anything stop me. Yeah, I just, I just, I didn't know how I was going to get to the UFC. And I was getting old. I'm like 22, 23, 24. And I'm seeing like 21-year-olds get signed, 19-year-olds uh, get signed. And I'm mm -hmm. like, damn, like, yeah. I'm really falling behind. Yeah. All of that just to understand that that molded me. That uh -huh. hunger. Ambition. Like, I, every time I think back to those days. Yeah. Uh that two and a half hour travel just to get to training and doing that on a daily basis. Every time I think back to that, I think that the guy across from me didn't do that. And he's not going to take from, from, from me what, yeah. what, I, what I had to go through just to make ends meet. Sacrifices. You know? Yeah, yeah just those sacrifices mm -hmm. just to make ends meet. You know, just, just to get a training camp in. Mm -hmm. And this was for amateurs, but I always took it serious. I yeah. always trained twice a day. I always trained. Mm -hmm. uh, I always prepared like I was getting ready for the UFC. And mm -hmm. I was. Yep. And, and you fought like you did too. No, no joke. You fought like you have been preparing since you were like a kid. Yeah, but I was just ready. It's like that every time. It's do or die, you know. Mm -hmm. Like uh, it's just, and it's a tactical approach too. That's why the nickname is Black Wolf. You know, Black Wolf is a rare breed of uh, rare breed of wolf. They don't travel in packs. Gray wolves, timber wolves. Mm -hmm. They they usually find packs. Uh, uh, Black Wolf is a rare breed. 
uh, and they have to learn how to hunt on their own. Mm. So most of what they do is very, it's a very tactical approach, but mm -hmm. it's a very vicious animal because it, it travels alone. It, mm -hmm. it can't gang up on a bigger animal. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, a, it's a lone wolf. A yeah. black wolf is, is, is a lone wolf, essentially. So I that, like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that, that a lot. It, my friend called me wolf in yeah. sparring. He's like, yo, you always come forward, this and that. And I adapted the black wolf thing yeah. because because that was like a rare breed of wolf. And uh -huh. black wolves, if you look it up, they're, they're different. They have like longer they have like longer legs. They're more athletic. Really? They run through lakes and stuff. Uh -huh. Yeah, yeah. I actually like like kind of studied this. I'm not yeah. a wolf specialist. Yeah, but that's definitely my spirit animal. <laughs> my man out here, tell you that. wolf degree. My man got his wolf degree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I dropped out of college, but I, I'm I'm an expert in wolves. Hey, look, marine biology. Well, not marine biology. Zoology, bro. Look, you know what I'm saying. Bro, I, I just, I, I'm fascinated by wolves. I'm oh fascinated my goodness. By wolves. That's could, my spirit animal for sure. It's oh. like, it's a vicious animal. Yeah. It, it, it's like a, it's a gutsy animal, but mm -hmm. it's tactical in its approach. It's not like a force, like the lion. The lion yeah. is a force. The lion yeah. knows it's the king of the jungle and it just, it, mm -hmm. it, it'll, it'll come at you. It'll approach yep. you. A wolf has to be tactical with, with, uh, his, with his fighting style. Yeah. yeah. So, and the wolf has, has heart. With, with that being said, the wolf has heart. So mm -hmm. it's like, that's my fighting style. That's I like literally, it. yeah, but it's my fighting style to to the T. Like, come forward with heart, but be smart, you know, not yeah. not, not swing. I, yeah. I feel like I have too much skills to just it's, come in there and brawl. Yes, I like it, man, because all it takes is one punch. You go in there and you brawl and you get clipped. Trust I me. got put on my butt, man. I've, I got put on my butt with a big overhand. Dude, I've been there twice, twice in the UFC. That's why, I, like, now when I read comments and shit, I'm like, I don't care. I've been knocked out twice in the UFC. I've been at that level where I'm at the lowest of my lowest. Like, I don't give a shit. You know what I mean? But doing both my fights, I was winning, and, and I got knocked out. Both of them, I was winning, you know? But that's the lesson, you know what I mean? Uh, sometimes you can't go out there and just be like, I'm like, like Pat, not everyone, we can't all be Patty the Batty, you know? Some of us have to be t uh, start to be tactical, you know, because that's how I always fought. Like, I'm like, I'm going to knock everybody out. Well, well, <laughs> the baddie, what is he, like an example or something? What no, because that's like what he does. He literally up? bites down on his mouthpiece and he goes out there and just... I'll get that. <laughs> that, that, that's, that I'll get that fight one day. Oh, man. That's a cool Patty the baddie. What is that, yeah. a pillow? Uh, right there. Oh, so I don't even know what that is. You uh, know, he's, he's, I will say Patty's, uh, he's like, he's very... He's not that jacked. <laughs> he's, he's very, uh, how much, how much does you think he gets up to, Patty? Uh, well, we, I think it's confirmed he gets up to 200. 200 pounds. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow, man. Hey, man, you know what, though? The, he, he, can, he, he's a fighter. I will, I will say he's a fighter, but man. Nah, he, good for him. What, he, what he's yeah. doing, good for him, you know? He just, good he just, him. that's going to catch up to him if you don't stop, though. That's going to catch up to him, man. I've seen every wrestling coach that I know now, not all of them, but a lot of them that, you know, were wrestled 105 or 130, huge now. Because they let themselves eat so much, so much, so much. I think much. it's because they've restricted for so many years, yeah. for so many seasons, so many wrestling matches slash fights. They restricted themselves. Like uh -huh. They lived a lifestyle of restriction. Like you ate in seasons. Like you and I are eating yeah. right now, but like when I sign that dotted like, line yep. for my next fight, it's yep. like it's, it comes to a close. You 100%, know? man. So like that lifestyle of restriction, I feel like when you finally you know like you have your you find your success in the mm -hmm. sport you find a little bit of money or whatever you find your your way in life and then you finally don't have to diet i feel like they just go off yeah that's the one thing i worry about with patty man like you know what i'm saying is how big he gets after his fight like up to 200 pounds man what happens i'm wondering like if he stops fighting 
if he's gonna be like, you know what, I'm done fighting now. Now I can just not do that. Because if you're if you're done fighting, you're not gonna work out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's unpredictable. That fast rise, right? That that fast rise is unpredictable. Yeah. Like you look at like uh, yourself and myself. Like we, I would call what we have like a slower rise. Yeah. Right? It's not like this boom sensation overnight. Yep. Like one quote or one one like fight and and like uh, you blow up. Yeah. It's not the same. But I prefer that way. I prefer that slow buildup because it's there's more stability in that. Yeah. With like uh, Patty Connor, like you didn't know where they were gonna be tomorrow. It's, it's you know? true. Like you, like while you're enjoying it, while they're putting on a show, mm -hmm. while they're blowing blowing the roof off the place, you think that it's gonna last forever. But then like two two uh, like six months will uh -huh. like change everything forever yes. for them. You know. It's crazy though because um, there's a moment in certain fighters' career where, well, not including um, Kamara Usman, but there's a moment in these fighters' career where you're like, okay, this could be it for this guy. And when Connor fought Khabib, I don't care who you, how big of a Connor fan you were, it had to have crossed your mind. Like when Connor fought Khabib, like, oh, this could be it for Connor. You know what I'm saying? Um, I was just saying, I was just seeing like all the partying and stuff. I yeah, I didn't know how he was gonna. He he didn't. It wasn't like uh, he he still looked all right though. He still looked he, all right in that fight. He just, did. Just, I just knew Habib was coming with a different hunger, yes. a different anger, yes. different hunger, a different focus. You know, it's here. You have a, a guy that uh, got came is coming off the Mayweather fight, mm -hmm. 120 million. The guy came from welfare. You know, yeah, the guy man. came from welfare checks. Yep. 120 million, 150 million. Well, it changes you, man, because Connor came kind of. You know, they, they said he came kind of the same way. Kind of came up, but dude, I'm stuck. Oh my god, I must be tired. I've been stumbling my words all damn show. But you know what? I'm not cutting a damn thing. Y'all gonna get it raw, fresh, and organic. Wagwan. <laughs> Wagwan. Hey, random question. Have you ever watched Dragon Ball Z? No. Everybody in school talked about it. Oh, I never man. watched it. I always watch solid shit. You yeah. know? Even the, WWE. My dad never let me watch that. The reason why... I, like, Don't watch this bullshit. Watch the UFC. <laughs> the reason why I brought it up, because there's a character that Patty, Patty reminds me of. You know, a good fighter, but he's like a heavier fighter. His name is Majin Buu. You know what I mean? He's fat. He's yeah, the pink, the, the pink one. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, Patty actually. reminds me of Majin yeah. Buu. But Dragon Ball Z is so big, you still like I know who Vegeta is. Yeah. For, some, for whatever reason, like <laughs> the few times I saw uh, Dragon Ball Z on 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 the screen, I like Vegeta. Yeah, man. Everybody, dude, Vegeta's Vegeta's dude. the man, huh? Yeah. yeah nice. I, I was I was like Goku. You know what I mean? Just because I was always kind of like innocent and you know good as a kid, and I always admired like all the thing, all the good things that Goku did. Meanwhile, Vegeta was like, you know, he was good, but he was like the ruthless good. You know what I mean? He was like the, he's like the good guy, but like the one that had like the, that gangster swag. Nice. You know what I'm saying? That's, what, that's the vibe I got off of it. You yeah. Know? That's, what, that's the vibe I got right away. Right he had the chip it. on his shoulder. You know what I mean? Meanwhile, Goku was like, oh man, like who, who's going to help today? Let's, let's get some, some sparring in. Like, hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> and I feel like that was more me. You know, I was, cause I'm always like chipper. You know what I'm saying? That's my personality. Um, I don't have to. Only time you ever see my me act different is when it's time to fight. During, you know, my fight week and up to my fight, I'm more, I'm serious. You know what I'm saying? Because it's business. When it's business, it's a time to to work and it's a time to play. And fight week is business, and I'm in business mode. But yeah, man. But hey, dude, I appreciate you coming on today. I appreciate you, man. For real, it was such an honor having you and. This is not the first, and this is not the last, all right? Absolutely, my brother. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I said that wrong. See? No, this is the first, but it's not the last. Look, I'm not cutting a damn thing, y'all. Y'all getting all of it. <laughs> all of it.
<laughs> um, bro, thank you. It's been, it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. It was an honor, like I said, to have you. Thank you, my bro. Once again, guys, Nas, Sadikov, and say it for the fans, just so I'm not butchering it and they can say it how you say it. Najim Sadikov. There we go. Good, good luck getting the accent down, you know? <laughs> good luck. Hey, man. Check this guy out. He is an amazing, amazing UFC fighter, and he's super exciting to watch, super entertaining. He puts on a show every time. This is what the sport is about, man. This guy right here, us, me and him, both guys in the UFC coming to fight. Um, uh, if you got any, you got any social medias that you want to add to the fans and tell them how you how uh, they can find you? I'm I'm Nas underscore MMA on Instagram and Twitter. I'm not that much on Twitter, but we'll get going with the Twitter. I'm mostly on on Instagram, so yeah. Nas underscore MMA. Awesome guys and and ladies, he is single. <laughs> All right, guys. My name is Oday Osborne. This is Nod Sadikov, and this is Wagwan Podcast. Oh,